0: Hello. Hello. Elder Barbara here. Welcome to the Church Within You podcast. I am so pleased to have you join in with me on this afternoon. I have the great pleasure to present to you a message from A Little Something Extra Outreach Ministries under the leadership of Presiding Elder Rose out of the sunny state of Florida. Elder Rose, on every Tuesday morning, Present her listeners with a Hidden Treasures Reveal program. Hidden Treasures Reveal. Today, her guest speaker was Minister Shaquan Booker of Boston, Massachusetts. He presented a message from the second book of Kings, the fourth chapter, verses one through seven. Once again, that's from the second book of Kings, fourth chapter, verses one through seven. This is a very powerful message to inform you to use what God has given you. He states you have enough and to live on what is left. I want you to put on your seatbelts and get ready, get ready, get ready. The oil shall continue to pour. I present to you, Minister Booker. Praise God.
1: you i'm excited to pray with you i'm excited for hidden treasures revealed as i'm reading god is just doing his thing and words are coming off the page and i pray the same for you this morning listen i just want to open it up really really quickly because i don't want to hold anybody's time but i just want to open it up and for any praise reports any prayer requests um to this morning let's do this let's do it come on hallelujah make your request known to god this morning hallelujah once again i'm excited for what god is doing i'm excited because god's word is life and it's a lamp until us, into our feet and when we read his word when we come together um those hidden treasures come out and so i'm excited to speak with you today i'm going to be reading from second kings chapter four 2 Kings chapter 4, I don't know why God is in the uh, past couple weeks, I've been in the Old Testament, I don't know what's going on, because that's not really uh, always my forte, but God is really speaking to me through this, and I hope that uh, we get something out of it today. 2 Kings chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 1 through 7, and we're going to pull out some stuff in this that I think is going to be really helpful to us. Um, as we continue to talk about faith and our walk with God, um, second King chapter four, here it is. It says one day, a widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked, tell me what, tell me what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of oil, she replied. And Elijah said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Verse 5, so he did. As he was, as she was told, her sons kept bringing and in, in, bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon, every container was full to the brim. "Bring me another jar," she said to one of her sons. "There aren't any more," he told her. And then the o- olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man, when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, "Now sell." The olive oil and pay your debt and you and your sons can live on what's left. I, I just want to tell you right now that God is so good and He's so faithful. And if I, if I, there's so many things in these first seven scriptures of this chapter um, that 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 I want to bring out, and I, I hope I don't miss anything. So here we go. There's a poor widow. There are there's Elisha who was a prophet. Um, and then there are two sons. So this story begins uh, by the widow explaining or the Bible saying that she is a widow and that her husband was a group of the prophets was in the group of prophets. so let's just be clear her husband that has passed away was in the crew with elisha. So in the first chapter in the first scripture she's ba- she's telling, Listen, my husband has died, but my husband who has served you has died. My husband who is faithful to God has died. So she's already painting the narrative of saying, listen, I need help. My husband serves you. I, I feel like her perspective is saying this from a perspective of, she says, the creditors are coming. The creditors are coming. My husband died. I have two sons and the creditors are coming and they're threatening to take my sons as uh, payment or as slaves. If you will, if I make, if I, if I were to fast forward this today, um, this would be the similar thing as saying, uh, you know, my husband has died. He didn't have life insurance. We have bills to pay and I can't pay them. So let's just be kind of clear about what's happening here. Right? So her husband dies. She's now a widow. She goes to Elisha, who is a member or the leader of the prophets that um, her husband was a part of, whom he had served and who was faithful to God. And now he's died, and he didn't leave anything behind. This is why it's important that we pray about generational, uh, generational wealth and generational blessings, because it's important for us as as members of a family to leave something behind for not just our children, but our children's children. It's important that we set certain things in order, set certain things in place so that we do not go to this. We do not get to the point where the creditors are coming or the people are coming after us or coming after our estate or coming after our families for things that we did not take care of. That's just a practical thing that I just wanna give you. And so he says, she says, the creditors are coming, and she um, doesn't know what to do. I feel like she's asking him for money. I feel like she wants to say, listen, this is how much it costs. I need you to help me help my son. So he says, Elisha says, what can I do to help you? He asks. She didn't answer. Tell me what do you have in the house? This is important. This is big. This is huge. I want to ask you the same question. What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? Maybe not just your physical house, but maybe this spiritual house that you walk around in every single day. What do you have in your house? When you feel you have nothing, you still have something. I want to encourage you in this moment that in your house, is always just enough is actually all that you need in order to get to the next level of faith in your house whether it be your physical or your spiritual house you have exactly what you need somebody always told me use what you got to get out of where you are and so i want to encourage you today intercessors that no matter what you're facing right now no matter where you are no matter what it looks like what it feels like you actually have enough to get out of your present situation into your destiny. You actually have enough to move from this glory to the next glory, from glory to glory and faith to faith. You actually have enough in you. You just got to find it. You just got to dig deep. You just got to, you just got to, you just got to have that faith, the size of a mustard seed that can move those mountains, that can bring you over those valleys. I want to encourage you today that you have enough. You have enough. I know you're muted right. now, but if you will, on your own, just say, I have enough, because those things you have to speak those things that are not as though they are in the name of Jesus, you have enough. You have enough. You have enough. You have enough to go to the next level. You have enough to go to the next phase. You have enough to go get to your next destination that God has for you. He says, what do you have in your house? So her answer is, I don't know, she didn't have money. It didn't say she has money. It didn't say that she has, you know, she has riches. It didn't say she has jewelry. It didn't say she has any of that. What she says that she has, she says nothing at all except a flask of oil, olive oil. Now her expectation, keep in mind, her expectation is that Elisha, since her husband had been faithful with him and served with him, that he was going to pay off her debt. But what he did, what she didn't realize was Elijah didn't have wasn't didn't have the perspective to pay off debt. He gave her this perspective of you already have what's inside of you and I want you to use what you have already have in your house. So he says borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and your neighbors. Can I stop right here? Because there's so much to bring out of this. It is important that you have community. It's important that you have community. She wouldn't have enough jars if, they, if she didn't have community. She didn't have. She wouldn't have enough things to fill if she didn't have community. She wouldn't have enough to give if she didn't have community. It is important as people of God, as children of God, to not just be to ourselves, but be the light unto others. It's important that we use our gifts to provide something for somebody else. It's important that we use what God has given us to make sure that someone else is better off than they were before. It's not just about what we can gain, it's not just about what we can get, it's not just about what we can have and what we can add to our resume, but it's also what can we add to your life. It's never about how they feel about you when you walk out of the room, it's always about how they feel about themselves when they walk out. Woo! If you don't challenge someone when you walk into a room, if your presence doesn't enhance somebody's uh, excitement, if it doesn't do something, if you don't change if someone's mood, if you don't make someone from sad to happy before you walk in, it's not about what you can do when you walk in the room. It's all about what happens in them, how they feel about themselves when you leave. That's the key to it. You have to have community. You have to have community. Borrow as many jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Why does it say this? Why does it say to shut the door? Because there are certain seasons in the next sentence. When I say you have to build community, the next sentence is saying, close the door behind you because there's certain seasons where you got to perfect your gift. There's certain seasons when you got to let go of some things and some people and some distractions and it's just your core family. It's just you and your children, you and your and yourself, you and, your, and God. It, Sometimes you have to close the door behind you and say, listen, I don't have time to go backwards. I don't have time to look back. I got to focus on the oil that's on the inside of my house. I I've got to focus on the oil. This is so good. I have to focus on the oil that's on the inside of my house. If I don't focus on the oil that's on the inside of my house in this season, I'm going to lose everything. If I don't focus on the oil that's inside of my house in this season, I'm going to lose my children. I'm going to lose my house. I might lose my job. I might lose my mind if I don't focus on what on the oil that is on the inside of me on the inside of my house in this season if i don't close that door and you keep distracting me and you keep bringing me out and you keep making me do this and and, and influencing me to do that if i don't close the door whoo or in this season some people are here right now where you have to close the door to allow God to move and let that let that oil begin to flow. So she closes the door behind her, and she bends. the oil begins to flow. Flow. It flows so much. It flows so much that it doesn't stop. The jars just keep coming, but the oil doesn't stop flowing. Oh my God! The jars keep coming, so the oil doesn't stop flowing. The more that capacity that you have, the more that He's going to pour. I pray right now that you will. Ex- our capacity right now in the name of Jesus. I declare right now, our capacity is being enlarged. Our territory is being enlarged so that you can pour your oil all over us in the name of Jesus. She says, soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar. She said to one of her sons, there aren't any more. There aren't any more. There aren't any more. There are not any more jars to fill. They, we've we we've, we've exhausted all of our connections. We've exhausted all of our resources. There is absolutely no other jar that we have access to. And every single and the oil would have still flowed. I believe it doesn't say, but the oil would have still flowed because after she said this, after she knew this, the oil stopped flowing. And so now when she said, when she says, goes back to Elisha and she says, what happened? He goes, now you have something in your house that you have prepared that you have used, that you have uh, prepared for. And I want you to use what you've prepared. And I want you to not just give it, see, not give it. No, he, he wants you to tell it. Some things we don't just give away. Now, it, it, I, I've been hearing this thing about, like, Picasso, and Picasso. And there's a story about Picasso where he's in, like, a diner, and he, right, he draws, and a lady comes up to him and asks, you draw a picture for me on a napkin, and uh, he says, he said, he, he draws a picture on a napkin, napkin and she takes it and she's like, wow, this is so amazing. And he says, his response to her was now, I hope you have the money to pay for this. And it was some obscene, of crazy amount of money. And she asked the Picasso, how could you charge me something so crazy? How could you charge me something so much? What, what you know, and it's so little. You, you drew something on a napkin and you're charging me all this, all this money. And he says, it's not about. It's not about what I drew. It's about the time that I prepare in order to make sure that I can do this in five minutes. It's not about the time. It's about the, all the moments, all the years that I prepared, all the years that I've been put in this place, all the years that I was preparing what was in my house. Now I'm going to take what's been in my house and I'm going to sell it to the world. I'm gonna sell it to my community. And he says, he says, And this is so good. He says, now sell the the olive oil and pay off your debt, and you and your son can live on what's left. I want to encourage somebody today that you can live on what's left. God is already pouring. You already have enough in, on the inside of you. You already have enough on the inside of you where God is saying you're going to live on what's left. Even after you give it to back to your community, even after you sell those goods, even after you do that work, you are going live on what's left it's already he's going to put you in abundance he's going to give you abundance he's going to give you more than enough you're going to live on what's left and i love this because it didn't just say you were going to live in, on what's left it also says the next generation your sons will live on what's left i declare generational blessing over you right now i declare it over your home i declare it over your job and your finances i declare it over your heart and your soul i declare generational uh, wealth right now in the name of Jesus. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, we will live on what is left. We will live on what is left. It's going to be so much we'll be able to live on what's left it's going to be such an abundance that our sons and our daughters will be able to live on what's left and the thing that we went we're going through currently that generational curse will not touch our sons and daughters it will not touch our grandchildren that thing that we are dealing with right now where the creditors are coming it won't touch you again because you are going to live on what's left in the name of jesus the oil is still on the inside of my house and if i ever go low if i ever get low i got enough i got enough but god is saying here that you or will live on what is left. It's going to be so abundant. I pray you take this for yourself this morning. I pray you took something out of this this morning. God is going to allow you to live on what is left left. God, I pray for your intercessors right now. I pray for their minds. I pray for their souls. I pray for their homes. I pray for their house, this temple that you have given them, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will live on what is left. God, I thank you for 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 through 7 and the many blessings and the many teachings that come out of this. God, you have been so faithful to us. And God, I thank you that, God, you may not give it to us the way we want it, but, God, it always comes at the right time. You may not give it to us in the, in the way that we thought it would come, but, Father, it always comes in at the right time. And, God, we bless you today for all that you're doing, for all that you've done, for all that you're going to do. We thank you and declare generational blessings over our families, generational blessings over our children, generational blessings over the next generation and the next generation god those children and the families that we don't even know yet that are connected to us yeah go into the future and touch them now in the name of jesus they won't struggle the way that we did they in fact god you give they will live on the abundance that we have today in the the name of Jesus. I bless your holy name today because you are allowing us to live on what's left. And God, I thank you and then I bless you. Let's live on what's left. Let's live on what's left. We will live on what's left over. We will live on what's left over. Our sons and daughters will live on what's left over. I declare it over our lives right now. We will live. The next generation will live on what we give to them. Next generation will live on what we prepare now for them. The next generation will live on what we are preparing right now. In the name of Jesus, the next generation will live on the plant the seeds that we sow today. The next generation will live on the harvest that we'll sow today. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, I pray that we will sow goodness. I pray that we will sow love. I pray that we will sow generosity. I pray that we will sow favor. I pray that we will sow sow. sow 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 generational no curses being broken. I pray that we will sow your goodness and your mercy. I pray that we will sow peace. I pray that we will show joy in the name of Jesus, not just for us, but for the next generation to come. And God, we declare it is so. We declare your name is greater than any other name. And God, you never lie. You never fail. You never lost a battle. And so, Father, everything that you say, everything that you do, everything that happens is all for purpose and destiny. And God, we trust you today. And believe by faith that you are good and you are a faithful father. And we thank you that we're going to live on what is left.